Today on Rooted Daily, we talk about the traps of Satan in this world. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less each day, we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and today we're talking about the war zone that we're living in. We have a supernatural enemy who uses both our pain and our pleasure to blind us and destroy us for all eternity. First Peter 5.8 tells us that Satan is our adversary who prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, the consequences of becoming his prey are as serious as it gets. But the traps that Satan lays are not always conspicuous. You know, Jesus told us in John 8.44 that Satan was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. You know, Satan is a liar by his very being. The first time mankind ever met him, he was first trying to distort the truth for us. He asked if God really said you must not eat fruit from the tree that's in the middle of the garden. And then Satan told the biggest and most consequential lie ever uttered, you will certainly not die. It was those words that trapped Eve and every person since. So to prepare to take a stand against the devil's schemes daily, we should understand the nature of the different traps he lays. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to look at the different ways the Bible says Satan tries to trap us and lead us away from God. So trap number one, Satan does signs and wonders. Satan is inferior to God. That's true. But that does not make Satan weak or powerless. He is capable of incredible things that he uses to distract us from righteousness. 2 Thessalonians 2.9 tells us the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with how Satan works. He will use all sorts of displays of power through signs and wonders that serve the lie. You know, some translations say false signs and wonders, but I think that leaves us with the wrong impression. Satan's wonders and signs, they are not fake. He's not faking this. They are real. He has incredible power, and we need to be prepared for that. Jesus warned that these demonstrations of power will lead many astray, saying in Matthew 24, 24, false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Our adversary can perform signs and wonders that he will use to deceive us. And so we have to be on guard for that. Trap number two, Satan stands in front of Christians trying to share the gospel. Satan hates that you're listening to this right now. This is everything that he's against. We can strive to protect our freedom to study the Bible together freely without government coercion or censorship. We can placate our neighbors so they don't interrupt us with protests. We can make everyone in the world happy. But no matter what we do here, we will always have an enemy if we're still pursuing the gospel. We will always have Satan watching, eager to throw a wrench into our plans. Paul told the Thessalonians that Satan was actively standing in his way of going to them. He wrote in 1 Thessalonians 2, uh, starting in verse 17. But brothers and sisters, when we were orphaned by being separated from you for a short time in person, though not in thought, out of our intense longing, we made every effort to see you. For we certainly wanted to come to you. Certainly, Paul, did I, and again and again, but Satan blocked our way. You know, Satan 
despises it when we preach the good news, when we meet as the church, when we live godly lives. And so he lays out traps to trip up missionaries and evangelists and all Christians who are zealously sharing the gospel. Trap number three, Satan wears disguises of righteousness. Satan doesn't try to trap us looking like a red cartoon with horns. He disguises himself so he looks righteous. Even in the beginning with Eve, Satan uses you know, reason and logic to tempt her to sin. 2 Corinthians eleven twelve tells us that the, the devil and his agents are not who they appear to be. Paul writes, I will keep on doing what I'm doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then, if his servants also masquerade as servants of light, there will be what their they, their end will be what their actions deserve. You know, to sum up what Paul is saying in that, that whole chapter, Satan has agents who have put on such a convincing disguise that they are sitting with the church undetected. They have infiltrated our fellowship, and while they appear righteous, they are preaching destruction. So in response, we must recognize that the appearance of righteousness alone is not enough to prove if someone is trustworthy. And we need to use God's discernment and God's discernment alone to protect ourselves and others. Trap number four, Satan blinds the minds of unbelievers. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 4.3, If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that, dis that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Satan is a liar, and he not only speaks falsehoods, he not only lies, but he attempts to hide what is true, too. For unbelievers, he uses deception to distort the word of God, as verse 2 puts it. That doesn't mean that, that he can keep us from seeing the word entirely. In fact, he, he's fine with us reading the Bible as a piece of literature or even history, but he tries to do everything to keep us from seeing it as a transformative gospel. Trap number five, Satan tempts us with the benefits of sin. This is a trap that Satan has laid for all of us from the very beginning. 2 Corinthians 11.3 says, But I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. In Matthew 4, we see this laid out in a pretty vivid way, with Satan verbally trying to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, showing him the benefits of sin. He offered him all the kingdoms of the world. Judas fell for the trap in the last hours of Jesus' life, allowing Satan to enter him and then trading his devotion to Christ for some money. One of Satan's traps is the appeal of sin. If he were to take you to a high mountain, as he did with Christ, and offer you all the kingdoms of the world, are you prepared to resist that? Finally, trap number six. Satan makes accusations before God. After all is said and done, Satan goes in front of the almighty creator and accuses us with everything he can dig up. Revelation 12:10 tells us where John writes, "Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now have come 
the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Satan will be defeated. We know that. But as he falls, he will be using every last breath to accuse us before the Almighty God. We won't survive this trap on our own, no matter how decently we've lived our lives. Satan will always be able to accuse us of something. But for those who love the Lord, we have an advocate who will always make intercession on our behalf, according to Hebrews 7, 25. Satan is a liar. He's a liar by nature, and he's a powerful one at that. He will use every trap he has to lure us away from our God. But Revelation chapter 12 assures us his dominion is limited. Put your faith in Christ, and no matter how hard Satan tries, we will come out victorious. As James 4, 7 puts it, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. That'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily, and I'm looking forward to sitting down and talking with you next time. Hey there, thank you for listening through this episode of Rooted Daily. We think it's so important that you grow with Christ continually using the Word of God as your only foundation. That's why we release these episodes every weekday so you can root yourself daily in the Bible. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app so you don't miss us. And if you think a friend would benefit from hearing this good news, hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready now to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, shoot me an email to brandon at rooteddaily.com.